0: Welcome to another episode of the Listen In Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's January 10th,
1: 2016, and we, we have... watched, just oh, um, yeah. <laughs> watched a debacle of a weekend of playoff football. Not really anything very interesting. All the teams that we expected to win just did. Yeah, and like, this isn't a sports podcast, but let me just
0: say really quick that the NFL, the state of the NFL right now, is terrible. I
1: really hate that league. It's... <laughs> It's becoming less and less easy to watch and more less and less enjoyable it's to watch. It's not fun to watch. I think once Brady and Belichick are out, like I said in the last pods, big Jets fan, once Brady and Belichick are out, I don't think I'm going to, you know, stick I, around for that one. I much don't longer. either. I just don't care. Like, everything it stands for is
0: just disgusting. Like, the two faced, like, oh, we care about women, but we're actually going to let Greg Hardy play on a team. Mm. Um, you know we care about domestic violence but oh wait we actually don't like money runs everything I, I don't i don't know it's like the nfl is like an evil it's they're like the prototypical like evil corporation in a movie where you're like they are they're actively evil how are they just getting away with this
1: they it does seem that way and i think i just like the game of football enough to keep watching yeah but um, that's the because we get to play off football
0: it wasn't awful. enjoyable, but we awful. had a
1: good weekend for music, so I think I'm excited to jump in. Great into that.
0: past few days, uh, in particular for hip hop, so that's going to be really interesting to get into. Um, a lot of Kendrick Lamar and Kanye West news, so we're going to dive into that. Um, actually, real quick, the NFL actually reminds me of Evil Corp from Mr. Robot.
1: Yeah, then that's a subject for a whole for our our TV show. Podcast, we break
0: out into the TV show podcast, which world.
1: is uh, premiering who knows tbd when. god knows when yeah
0: tbd um so i think before we actually we have a this this is going to be a great show because we have a little david bowie talk we're going to talk about what we've been listening to lately um we're going to do some fun music over unders yes. uh because we like to blend the sports world obviously and the music world so we're going to incorporate some some betting over under f- future I, numbers on this. I'm so. personally
1: excited for for that segment. I think it, it's gonna be something we can return to. Oh um, for sure. Throughout and, and, and we'll see if people like it. Mm-hmm. We'll get some feedback. But I, I think it'll be enjoyable. I mean at this point our
0: sample size of fans to pull from to pull from is astounding. Astoundingly large. Yeah. So we're gonna get some feedback pretty quickly once this goes live. One way so, or the other. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get that feedback. Uh and then finally we're gonna we're gonna talk about Kendrick and Kanye Yeah. Uh, so Jake, let's let's start out with just talking talking about what we Casual been, conversation. Casual conversation, no one's recording, no. you know, we're this not This is just trend. two guys,
1: two friends who like music, a, uh, a computer may or may not be hooked up to a mic, feet
0: from them. We may not have planned, may or may not have planned to record this at this specific time. And we may or may not have specific talking points. So maybe we just casually slide
1: into a conversation about this, Jake. What have you been listening to this week? It's so funny you should ask Sean because it's almost like there's a couple things I've been just itching to talk about, um, and I know you've been listening to this too. But uh, the new David Bowie album—I gave my first listen on Friday. I loved it. I, I mean, I really, really like it. it Maybe too early to say love, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm, I'm smitten with it. <laughs> there's something there, you know. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's this cool blend of. Like jazz and sort of progressive um, pop and rock, and I, he, Bowie's still got it, man. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't listened to any modern Bowie until this. I mean, he's, I, th- I think he's killing it on this. You've listened a few more times. I've um, I've
0: listened three times now. I'm all about it. I think it's great. I think what he's doing with like shedding, I think he's kind of shedding rock and just going for just like you, like you said. Jazz and he's got like some horns
1: and saxophones in there and like just some really instru- interesting instrumentation. Yeah, there. and I,
0: I still need to to listen more to really unpack what he's doing, but it's all just really interesting. It's only seven tracks long and forty one minutes. Some of the tracks are longer, like the the title song "Black Star" is ten minutes long. It's great. Dude, it's so good. It's a great song, and
1: it's like that falls right into. Um, are my favorite, I know your favorite too, Zone for album lengths, which is like the 35 yes. to 45 zone. I also yep. love a good, an album that has just, it somehow even seems more listenable when there's not that many tracks. Yeah.
0: Seven tracks is like, that's awesome. Let's say this album was 13 songs long, but also 41 minutes. It seems longer. It seems just longer. Mentally. It seems harder to listen to.
1: In that, yeah, it just does. And I have a point that we'll get to about that.
0: Okay. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, Bowie. This album's been really, really great. It's the first, a it's the first big release of the year, and b it's just the first 2016
1: album I listened to. This is re- this is was, cool. It was for me too, which is an odd first listen and fun fact for any other birthday memorizers out there. I know there there there's many like me. <laughs> uh, this album came out on David Bowie's birthday. All right, January eighth. We're gonna do- January 9th, Sean is Jimmy Page's birthday.
0: And just to give the listeners an example, I'm going to just ask Jake random celebrities off the top of my head. This is not planned. I'm going to ask him what their birthdays are. But now
1: I'm going to mess up because I won't know.
0: Wrong. You're going to know them. Ready? Here we go. When's Paul Pierce's birthday?
1: October 13th. I knew that. That's not random. That's a sports icon. That I. When's John
0: Lennon's birthday?
1: October 9th.
0: What what are you doing just an October thing? When is our friend Matt's birthday? March 27th. When is my mom's birthday?
1: November. 19th.
0: Yes. So that's just a little taste of Jake's, like,
1: <laughs> I don't even know what to describe it as other than like, uh, <laughs> like what a curse and a gift. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a curse really because I think people just think it's weird. You're like a sideshow. You're you're like a parlor trick. A that freak. We, yeah. A true freak in every sense of the yeah. word. Turns, out, But anyways, so the point is that came out on David Bowie's birthday. Uh, which I thought was interesting. Yep. Next day was Jimmy Page's birthday. Conspiracy? No, not at all. I don't I don't even know why you'd ask that, listener. Um Sean, what have you been listening to other than that?
0: Uh so other than Bowie, I've been huge into uh Titus Andronicus, their 2010 album, The Monitor. Now, I was having a conversation with Ian, big friend of the pod. Huge friend. We were of the talking pod. at work, and I was like, you know what? If I listen to this album when it came out in 2010, or even if I listen to it, a couple years ago, I wouldn't have liked it as much as I do now. What they're doing on this album, it's like, um, it's like a punk album crossed with like the epicness of—is that even a word? Epicness? I don't think it is. I don't think so either. I can only really imagine it's not. We're coining that on uh, the Listen In Podcast. So they're the epicness of a Bruce Springsteen album like Born to Run. They're doing really, really interesting stuff where they're branching out from just like a general punk album and they're going into sounds of like, like jangly rolling stone, like pianos and they're bringing in like horns Mm -hmm. and they're, they have just these epic songs that are in seven, eight minutes or sometimes 14 minutes in length, like the album closer. And it's a concept album about the lead singer's life as in his like battle with depression as the civil war. And it's, like, loosely based on that, and they intersperse some quotes from, like, Abraham Lincoln and, like, some other things throughout.
1: That's really interesting.
0: Just the things they're doing on here, just the scope of this album, the concept, the execution, they nail it. It's so good. And I've been listening to it a lot. It, it's kind of long. It's, like, over an hour. However, it's only ten songs. So wow. it feels, like, less. It feels like ten minutes.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So it feels shorter than it is. That's how that
1: works, I think, mentally.
0: You're right. It is. One minute for every song. So it feels shorter than it is. It feels shorter than Sorry it is. Sorry to derail you. And it, it, it's a quick listen for right. being an hour and for having these really long song titles. I can't recommend it enough.
1: I just came up with an idea. I think what we should do when we're doing this segment what have we been listening to maybe come up with one or two songs that someone should listen to if they want to check it out if they think they might be interested that'll give them a sample that's, so like, a, what's that's a, song? a great idea what's All one right.
0: song to check out one song to check out it's the first song on the album um, it kicks it off it is called I'll pull it up oh god I, I've been I've been touting this song to you Jake and to like other people oh I think and I. A More Perfect Union. A More Perfect Union, it's yeah. It's even Civil War themed. Yep, it's the first song. Um, and th- that's kind of the theme on the rest of the album. There's certain songs that have, like, a Civil War theme to them. Like the first song, A More Perfect Union. Um, there's a song called Four Score and Seven. And then the last song in the album is called The Battle of Hampton Roads, which I guess was an actual battle. In I the don't get it. Civil I don't War, get it. So. I know how does that tie in? You know what, Jake? How will you just let us know what you're listening to?
1: Um,. So another album I've been uh, starting to get into with, again, just one listen on this, but I'm going to dive in a little more this week coming up, is um, the album Entertainment by Gang of Four. So these guys are like post-punk sort of pioneers. Uh, I actually first, it's a weird story of how I first heard of them, but I was listening to a podcast um, with Kerry Brownstein in it. It was like an NPR thing, and they were talking about track order and like the first song on albums the best openers on albums which i will say is something we're going to dive into eventually on a podcast i think we should do it but do it and then some we talk about different track you know what's what's a third song mean what's a closer mean what's this and that we'll Mm. we'll dive in it'll be like probably three hours (laughs) um uh one hour for each third of an album which i think mathematically adds up so uh this album is really cool. It's, like, this kind of angular punk sound with, like... I don't really even know how to describe it. Like, it's it's sort of... It's like they took the elements of punk and just sort of moved them in a way that was sort of new and fresh. And I think you heard it moving through the 80s. This album came out in that huge year, 79, where, like, you started to hear what the 80s would sort of sound like. And on this... Um, so the track, I think you should listen to if you want to try to get into this. For me, it's Ether, and that's how I first heard of it. It's the first first song on, on this album, um, and I heard of it through that podcast with Carrie Brownstein. She was talking about some of her favorite openers, and she brought up this song, and it starts off with this cool bass riff, and then everything comes in around the bass, but in this weird sort of... It, the only way I can describe it is like angular. It all sounds very ag- aggressive and pointed. And it's a cool punk. If you're into punk at all, if you like post-punk, this is definitely worth checking out. Um, I'm I'm excited to dive into it some more. So I'd say Ether, the first track, or Damaged Goods, the fourth track, are probably the ones to uh, listen to if you think this sounds like something for you. Nice. And this is not one that I've
0: listened to, and I think... I think what happens with us, Jake, is we get really competitive about the albums that we're listening to. We do. We try and, like, either match each other or one-up each other.
1: Which is a good segue to the next one we listen to because of what you...
0: Right. So, perfect example of this was Friday. I was at work. I was listening to the new Bowie album. I'm looking at my activity feed on Spotify, and I see that Jake is listening to this new album that came out this year by this band called... I think it's pronounced Heinz. They're a Spanish band. Spanish, no shit. Spain. Wow.
1: I think from Spain, and the album's called "Leave Me Alone."
0: Yeah, and this was this was one of those album reviews on Pitchfork. It was like the second or third one down on a day, which I usually kind of just skip over unless it's someone I've like heard of.
1: Yeah, I didn't pick it up from Pitchfork. I I looked. I was reading a Metacritic, and it's like it has like it's in the green on Metacritic. Oh, so I was like, I'll check it out. Interesting. So. Um, Jake
0: was listening to this and I was like, oh my God, this is an album Jake's listening to that I haven't listened to. I also need to do that. So I started listening literally only because Jake was listening to it. Cause I was like, I can't fall behind in our, no. in our race to listen to an insane amount of music this year. And
1: needless to say, you've already listened more than me because God forbid I have more. I know. To listen to. I know. It and, can't happen. I
0: know. <laughs> I've listened to the album twice already. You yeah. have?
1: I've listened just once.
0: And I, I immediately texted Jake. I was like, "Oh, I started listening to this album because I got anxious that you were <laughs> listening to them more than me,
1: which I thought was really funny, but I can relate to too. Because like, if I see you're in, like listening to a bunch of other stuff, I'm like, I, ah, yeah. I can't fall behind. Can't, gotta gotta give that a listen and see what it's about.
0: And I think it's good for us to just be honest about that and yeah. be like, hey."
1: forthright hey i'm listening to an album i think you'd enjoy it yeah instead of being like to sneak one by instead
0: of being like oh i've got seven listens into uh this titus andronicus album yeah. Maybe you should check it out. I don't know. Or,
1: like, I didn't even mention to you that I was listening to Heinz. I know, yeah. What am I... I mean, was I trying to sneak it by you subconsciously? Maybe. <laughs> nothing gets by me, Jake. No, nothing does. You caught it, and nothing you've listened more. I'm you know eagle-eyed, so, and I am
0: always up on the wall watching.
1: Thoughts on this album, Sean?
0: Uh, I like it. It's good. Nice it's, jangly pop.
1: It's like... It's 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 a good second album I've listened to in 2016. Yeah, it's, it's good. And, a,
0: and I, I, I was thinking about this earlier. It's one of those albums where you listen, like, four or five times... A couple of the songs stick out you revisit a couple of those songs throughout the rest of the year and then two years later in 2018 you're like oh yeah this album yeah right. and you listen to it and you're like oh yeah that's just like decent like right okay cool
1: and and here was my point about this album so i've listened once so this is shorter than the bowie album bowie's what 41 minutes 41 this one's 38 this is 38 minutes it feels but longer right but here's my point yep is that there's 12 tracks on yep. this, and during the album I was like peeking to see how yep. close I was to finish. Yep. I was like, oh, I'm only 7 tracks <laughs> out of 12? Yep. But there are more shorter so tracks, like but it still mentally feels longer.
0: Two and a half, three minutes long. So, I was listening again today, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm on the 10th song, this feels like it should have been over a song ago. It,
1: right, it does. <laughs> yeah. So the, again, I think that the point with this album is it's, it's some good sort of, like you said, it's jangly, sort of fun, garage-sounding yep. sort of... Rock, just straight ahead yep. sort of rock, yep. garage rock, revival type stuff. Um, 38 minutes, and it's an all-female band, so if I mean if that interests you, that angle, that's pretty cool. Um, I think if there's a song to listen to, what would you say? Maybe Bamboo? Uh, that's their like number one say, song on Spotify, and it's on the album. Uh, I would
0: say Warts. Warts? Like third track, right?
1: Third track on the album. So if you're interested in anything we've said about Heinz, H-I-N-D-S, yep. not Heinz as in Heinz Ward, or Heinz the Ketchup. <laughs> Hinds, like a hind leg, um, and check out the song "Warts." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, what do we uh, what do we have next? Here? So, yeah, that's what we've been listening to lately,
0: and I think what we're gonna hop into now is our over Unders segment. So for twenty sixteen for twenty sixteen did we introduce this a little while ago on what over/unders are I'm for not people sure. who aren't familiar with like degenerate gambling?
1: Right, I'm not sure, and so I think a, just a general. Like, I'll give an example. You give an example.
0: So, in sports betting, over-unders are used a lot for either a team's win total in a season or yeah. points in a specific game. So, for example, the Patriots are playing the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Let's say the total over-under for points scored in this game is 48.5. So, if you were to take the over, you would be betting that over forty eight and a half points would be scored in this game if 49 points are scored you end up winning however if you take the under it, if they score 47 points or they score 48 you end up winning right um,
1: so what we wanted to do and, was and to explain because this is confusing I think yep. to people who don't know the reason it's set at usually a half is so that there's no way to to like pick just that number right so if it's 48 and a half you have it forces you to, to pick over and under because it's not going to finish at 48 and a half right Um, which is interestingly the number of our first over-under. But so that's the point, is that what we try to do is apply that theory... To music and look at some trends and say what are some things we can try to guess if it'll come in under this number or over this number so we're going to try this and i think this is going to be a fun segment it
0: will and what we're going to do is we're actually going to make note of what our picks are and we're going to keep track of these throughout the year i like it and we're going to come back at the end in our recap end of the year podcast and we're going to see how we did with our picks i'm
1: actually interested. i haven't even asked you what you think on any of these so this is, gonna yeah, be this is gonna, to yeah this is gonna be interesting we what if we end up just doing all the same we're like yeah no i agree no controversy Um uh, we so, gotta be will bond and kornheiser with we this. we're gonna just argue for argument's sake
0: we do so first over under
1: is the amount of best new musics that pitchfork gives out and to be clear the best new music is a designation that pitchfork gives um albums they feel are ab- above a certain standard of quality yep. Um, so just, it's like really, it's like their best reviewed albums of the year. Usually, I think the threshold is like an 8.2 out of 10 or higher. It's usually an 8.2. It's a little unclear. I've seen it go as low as an 8.1. I never really know exactly what their qualifications
0: are. No, so I actually read once on, on Reddit, someone who used to work at Pitchfork was doing an AMA or they just had a thread going and someone was like, what does like best new music mean? And he said, because certain albums can get like an 8.2 and not get a best new music other albums get an eight point two, and they get a best new music. So what this guy said was that a best new music is something that, even if you're not necessarily a fan of this particular genre or this artist, you should still be able to enjoy it, right. and like it kind of transcends genre. Transcends genre. So for example, if you're not like a hip hop fan, but you know, to pimp a butterfly by Kendrick Lamar gets a nine point four. There, what they're saying with that best new music connotation is even if you don't like hip-hop, you're still probably going to find some things on this album that you like and it's worth listening to. So that's kind of what we mean by Best New Musics. Um, So we looked at the average for the past four years on Best New Musics, and here's how they break down. 2012 had 50. 2013 had 58. 2014, low, coming in at 39. And then last year, 2015, had 47. So if you average those last four years together... You end up with forty eight
1: point five. A useful number for us it, for an over under. set. It is so, Jake. So that's where we set the over under. So the question is, will there be over or under forty eight point five best new music from Pitchfork this year? Um, Sean, what's your take? <sighs> this is tough. This is
0: this is like the this is that Vegas zone perfect number it of is. like I don't really know what to pick here.
1: And to be clear, I have my answer, so I'm not going to change it based on okay.
0: yours. I think it's going to be over okay because we've already started off the year with one we're we're two weeks in or a week and a half in we've already had one we have really strong albums coming down the pike that i think are just going to get best new music like it's just shaping up to be a dense best new music year especially after 2014 only at 39 last year for as good of a year as it was 47 not a ton that would constant that'd be under that'd be under so i think we're due for an over year
1: Year. so i actually picked under for this one Interesting. and here are my angles these are my angles a we're trending towards under the last couple of years maybe pitchfork as an organization is being a little more stringent b did i say a or one before i think i said a i think so too i just want to keep with the list okay. not not go a and I do that all the time. or one and b yep <laughs> uh we'll find out but so b or two um i think that 47 i think is a pretty it's a decently high number it's an uptick from 39 and i feel like this is a year where I feel like we know what the albums are going in that are going to get it. It feels like, I want to say almost like 2013, although 2013 had a ton of best new musics, so the most of all of them. But it feels like one where we know what the best new musics are going to be, and there might not be like as many overall from surprise artists. I feel like it might just be one of those years where we it's like the ones we expect, and it's a little bit less of uh, all these people are coming up with albums that... That sort of shock us and our and our adding to the list. I I can see that. So like we got Frank Ocean, maybe we got Kanye West. We got um you know our most anticipated albums Drake list. That hold yeah exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's the ones we're expecting, but it's but the overall number is lower.
0: I will say though, I agree with you there that there's certain ones that we just know are going to get best new music no matter what. There's also these every year. There's these surprises where it's like March, and you haven't had a best new music in like three weeks. And they hit you with like this, out of nowhere, like electronic album that gets a nine point one.
1: Well, that's that's
0: like those are gonna be there. Those are gonna happen.
1: And those are gonna be the nightmare for me with the under is like is like that string of, of like oh cool another producer album. There's three this week. They've (laughs) given they're all eight point threes out of tens, and they're just all these producer sort of experimental, uh, electronic albums. And it's gonna
0: be ones that like. You listen to once or twice, you're like, oh, I don't really care about these. I'm not into it. And so, they're just counting against your under bet. So
1: basically, the only reasons I'm picking the under are, I think, I feel like we have a decent handle on what those albums are this year, more than in past years. I just feel like we're due for a year where there are fewer surprises, and fewer albums that kind of take us, I don't know, it just feels like we're, we're due for a year that's a little under. And I think it'll be just under. Okay. I think it'll be
0: around like a 46. I
1: Well, I think if it hits over,
0: it's going to be like 50. Yeah. Like, it won't be by much. Right. There we
1: go. We diverge on that one. We'll see how it goes.
0: So the next one that we have is... Also related to Pitchfork. Also related to Pitchfork. Now, we're talking about the number of 9.0 or higher reviews that they're going to have. So over the last few years, in 2012, we had 8. In 2013, we had 7. In 2014, there was only 4 that were rated a 9 or higher Last year there was only
1: five. Twenty fourteen, I think the numbers are showing it's a little bit of an outlier year. Yeah. Low on the best new music's in general. Low well, on the nine. It was 0. just a weak year for music in general. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was kind of a yeah. weird year. There were some really really good albums, but like not the depth was not there yeah. so much. Totally agree. Um, so although we dude, we both were all about twenty fifteen, and here we're only five. That's true. That's Anyways, true. Anyways, so nine po- so like nine out of ten or higher from Pitchfork. What do we think? So we have that over under set at five
0: and a half. Uh yes, five and a half. So. Jake, what do you think on this one?
1: I am going to go under. I'm going to say it's going to be like 3 or 4. Okay. 9.0s. And I think it'll be like Kanye's album. um, If Frank comes out with a new album. And then maybe one surprise wild card in there. I'm going over on this one. And I think it's going to hit
0: easily over.
1: Over. You're you're banking on 6 or more. Yes. For
0: sure. Yes, for sure. Because we already have the ones that we can probably already count on the Kanye's the Frank's the Drake's of the world probably we're gonna get maybe like another vampire weekend this year maybe an arcade fire this year maybe we're gonna get like but, a lot of a lot of albums this year that have 9.0 or higher potential yeah. and that's that I just think the potential is the most important thing here no I can agree on top of you're always gonna get one or two surprise 9.0s yeah. thrown in there I think this hits over easily, because if you look at the last two years, 2015 only had five, 2014 only had four, those are low numbers for nine or higher.
1: And see, that's my oh, part of my argument for why I think it's going under. I feel like it's a trend almost.
0: And I think this goes back to the, we're just thinking of this in different ways. You think it's a trend of and unders. you think we're due. I, think it's, I think we're due. I'm going opposite. So okay. That's fair enough. So, I think, yep, so, so far, Jake has the under for both Best New Musics and for 9.0 Reviews.
1: And you've got the over.
0: Um, this next one's a little bit of a joke. Um, so
1: and, But I think the number is about right. It is
0: about right. So this one's all about Rolling Stone. I don't really use Rolling Stone as like a valid source of reviews because I don't agree with them most of the time. And the reason why is because whenever they give out a five-star review... A
1: five out of five, their they're highest A five score. out of five.
0: It's always for the new, like, U2 album, the new Bob Dylan album, or the new Bruce Springsteen album. It's
1: always, like, some artist who's, like, approaching their their uh, autumn years and is still rocking <laughs> and still still pumping out the justice. So,
0: basically, picture back when Rolling Stone was relevant. Those are the artists that they're still just giving the the five out of fives to, and it d-
1: it dates them unnecessarily. It, it does. makes them seem sort of out of touch with. And then music. they'll
0: give the people who deserve five out of fives, they'll give them a three and a half or a four at best. Right.
1: They won't. They will rarely concede a like a a perfect review to um to an artist who is emerging. Uh-huh. Um, they sort of rest on their the laurels of of bands that are established. So the number we said here was two and a half five star reviews. From Rolling Stone I mean honestly They are pretty to, to give them some credit They don't give them out much but They're stingy They're really rare We didn't we didn't crunch the numbers On this one We didn't do any averaging nah. I mean I think the most I've ever seen is two or three Yeah What do you think this year? Uh, you know We're probably gonna have A new U2 album coming
0: out We're probably gonna have A new One of these artists Other coming out If those end up coming out You can probably bet They're just gonna be fives Yeah uh,
1: You know what? Or four and a half, so you you never That's know. That's true. I, Either way, it'll be a stellar review. I'm here's, just going to go over.
0: I'm just going to go over.
1: Here's what I'm going to say. If we don't get a new U2, new Dylan or Steen album this year, you got to hammer the under on this yeah, one. you, you got to hammer the under <laughs> you're because right. you're not even going to get one. <laughs> right. Who's gonna, right. Who else maybe is Rolling Kanye? Stone going to give maybe a five Kanye. out of five review? Maybe Kanye. Maybe Frank. Maybe Frank Ocean. Uh, I think maybe Kanye. They gave Beautiful Art, Twisted Fantasy at five. Yeah. So, um, I I'm going over. You're going under again. No, I didn't pick. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. They're gonna they're gonna do. I think in most years they have like two. So I'm gonna go under the two okay. and a half.
0: All right. So another over under uh for for both of us here. This was unplanned. All right. This is actually another kind of funny one. Over or under one and a half
1: new Drake beefs this <laughs> year, Jake. Uh, I'll take the over for <laughs> for shits and giggles on this one. Okay. Uh, I don't. I mean, who. So he's kind of maybe now beefing with Kanye a little bit. That's I don't, yeah, know, we haven't really decided yet. There's no deter. We haven't determined, but I think, I think maybe like, he'll he'll beef with two more people this <laughs> okay, year. Okay, okay. I mean, who? What other rappers can he like try to assert dominance over? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna go maybe. over. I'm gonna say he'll do. Like, there'll be three. He, or, I mean two. Okay, he might end up beefing with like
0: his label again. Does right. that count? That counts. Sure. Yeah, okay. They're beefs, dude. I'm going to go. Oh, I'm going to go with the under here. I think it's going to be one. Okay. He's going to have one solid beef this year and might be with with Cash Money Records. Maybe it will be with Lil Wayne. Maybe
1: they have a falling out. Maybe they do. Could the the uh, possibilities are limitless? That's there's true. so many rappers true. and so many egos, <laughs> so true. many people for Drake to feel threatened by. It's true. It's so it's great. Or, or for him to think that other people are threatened by him, right. so he needs to call him out. Right, and I am I'm comfortable in the over. I think there's going to be at least two. Okay. All right. I think if anything, we maybe set that low. Should have been seven and a half.
0: <laughs> maybe. Um,
1: Here's another interesting one related to Drake, and I took this one from Spotify, uh, because Hotline Bling has 287 million listens on Spotify, so here's the question, with the new Drake album coming, over or under, 287 million listens for another Drake song, (sighs) for his highest listened to song in 2016? I'm going under on this one, just
0: because I don't think it's possible to replicate another Hotline Bling. This was such a unique song, in that it was like a crossover success where Drake fans loved it, general just pop music fans loved it, you know, even, like, the indie sites and,
1: loved it. And it had some viral video success that, that, that like, pushed it to even more listens. I'm exactly. going under on this one, too. It, it, that, oh. it would be really hard to match. I think the album will be great, and, there, I mean, we're gonna be looking at, like, 40 to 50 million listens for the first top five songs, but I think that we're not looking at something that reaches those numbers for any single. A couple quick points about Drake listens like this number one
0: is hotline bling one of the reasons why it works so well and one of the reasons why just hold on we're going home works so well there's no swearing in those songs there's no use of the n-word i don't think not
1: that i've those songs don't
0: need to be edited is all i'm saying with that they don't need to be edited down they're
1: super catchy too
0: they can be played with your mom they can be played with your grandmother Mm -hmm. and like they're fine you don't need to worry about like oh are there bad words in this which matters yeah. for a general listening thing and to have it explode to be that much
1: yeah and they're just like they're solid catchy songs. right that's on not, the whole other thing
0: the second point i will make is if you look at drake's past albums and i'm counting if you're reading this it's too late i think the most listens a song had on that was maybe energy with like 50 60 million maybe 90 million yeah, I don't know, I can, but it's uh, not, not even—it's not even coming close to the numbers no. that Hotline Bling had. It, yeah. Same thing on Nothing Was the Same, with the ah. exception of Just <laughs> Hold On, We're Going Home. Right. That one exploded, but it's for the reason I just had. All of the other ones didn't even really come close. Energy is 109 million listens. Okay, st- yeah. dude,
1: not double even, that, n- and it's still
0: not close. No, it's not.
1: It's still several million lists yeah. behind.
0: So. I, I go under here. I don't, Unless he somehow pulls yeah. another hotline bling out of his ass, I don't think.
1: That's what it's going to have to be. And it, and I I don't know. I don't see it coming this year. I mean, that's, that seems like a pretty high watermark.
0: Yeah, it's not happening. I'm, um, I'm hammering the under on that.
1: I am going under as well. Um, I think we can skip this next one. I don't really know how to. Oh, but you don't see it on your list, do you? I don't know how to go about that one. Uh, Yeah, that one's. to, be, to For the listeners, the idea was it would be. Over or under two and a half classic albums is like according to us, but it's subjective. It's and too like, subjective. We, we could to... easily just make it the over or under if we wanted to. We're skipping that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll not just skip not that the one. best idea. I like this next one though. I do too. Over or under forty five minutes in length for Kanye West's new album, and here's why this is interesting. So, um, his pre his most recent album, Yeezus was only forty minutes, a pretty short album. His previous, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, was an hour and eight minutes. Yep. Um, so, you know. Kind of a, in, in like his most albums run from the 48 to 52 minute mark. So what do you think, Sean? Are we looking at an album that's going to be like Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy length or like a little bit over 45? Or are we looking at another short one here? So Yeezus was
0: shocking in how short it was, actually. I was, I was really surprised at that. I was like, wow, a, 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 a reeled in, not, not overly, you know, long Kanye album. That seems weird. I get the feeling, though, that, like, with the way this kind of album cycle has gone, with kind of the delays, I, I just don't get the feeling he has a ton of tracks to put on here. I If this was at 48 minutes, I would go under. However, because it's at 45 minutes, I'm going slightly over. I don't think this cracks 50 minutes. I think it comes in around, like, 48, I around have, that area. On,
1: and so here's where us not having discussed i have the same exact take i just okay. think it's going to be like i think it's going to fall right in that sort of hot zone of yeah. kanye west yeah, album like's like not long but like like the 48 to 52 minute mark around a graduation around you know one of those albums i think that um it would i just don't feel like it's in the cards for him to do another epic i feel like dark twisted fantasy was his epic and out. to have it like I don't think he's going to do another album that's anywhere close to that long I think we're looking at like a 47 48 minute long Me album too. On this one
0: and what's going to end up happening I guarantee this is there's a Sean guarantee he has his stamp out I do the, the stamp is out and what's going to end up happening is it's going to be like 48 minutes there's going to be that one song on there where you're like you know what this is a better album if this one song's not on it's the drunken hot girls of graduation
1: <laughs> or um or um on Yeezus it would be uh what is it? I, hold on, I I gotta. Uh, it's like I know
0: what you. Yeah, it's towards the end, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of forgettable. We figured it out it's, uh, Although if you take that song off, send it up. Send it up. Second yeah, last track. If, if you take that off, Yeezus, it's only like a thirty-six minute, thirty-seven album. minutes,
1: which I'm fine with. Yeah, so, I'm fine with that. Even tighter.
0: Yeah, you're gonna get something like that. Um, but I'm going over slightly though.
1: I am too. So we're both over on that one.
0: So this last one. He's actually one of the most interesting that we have. It's really, cool. really cool,
1: and actually the only one we've talked about that really has to do with rock.
0: That's true. Except That's true. for the the Dylan Springsteen, right? One. So Radiohead, a new album is imminent from them. If you look back to, um, the King of Limbs, they had they they announced it four days before its release date. They
1: announced it on Valentine's Day of 2011, released it on the 18th. They gave people people basically like a weekend.
0: Yep. So what we're doing here is over or under seven days notice
1: for a new Radiohead album. And I think it's a really good question because the thing is with Radiohead is you have to expect the unexpected. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't really know how much time, how long in advance they announced in Rainbows or any of their other albums. But The King of Limbs was just, like you said, the four days notice. So I feel like there's there's two ways to look at it and it's what we've discussed already. Is this a trend that's developing or was that the outlier? Are we due for another? I'm going to hedge my bets on over. I think we're going to get a more traditional length of time. To expect this out. I think we're going to get like... It's not going to be much. I think it's going to be like th- three weeks to a month Interesting. In advance.
0: I am going the opposite. I think... I, I say under. I think we're going to get another like s- five or six days really? notice. Less yeah. than a week notice. Yeah. Because I, I, I just... I feel like this is how they operate now. They operate in the, in the shadows. They do. They're Dude, a- that
1: album could... We, we could be missing the news of the album dropping <laughs> right, right now. now. It, and could, it be could be, be- out. It, they, they might announce it at, at, at It's currently 8.49pm Eastern Time They might be announcing right now That the album's coming out at 902 Eastern Time <laughs> yeah. And we'd just be missing and it And we'd miss it And this will be irrelevant Yeah So
0: I, I'm yeah, I, Hey I'd win that bet I'd win the under Win the, uh, the under, I think, I mean, th-
1: actually three weeks to a month seems like a long time. I think we're going to get like a two to three week window. Okay. I just feel like they're due for something. So I'm taking the other angle on this one. I think they're due for something a little more traditional. Okay. All right. We'll see. Maybe um, they give I'm, us
0: a little time. I'm going under on it. I just think this is how they operate now. That's,
1: what, that's okay. This, I, because I
0: think they're all about like, we don't conform to the standards right. of like the record industry now. And it's actually like, funny. It, it actually, it is. It, yeah. So I think they're just going to be like, we don't care. Like people are going to buy this anyways and listen anyways we're gonna announce it on monday and it'll be out on friday
1: yeah i mean i think and the thing is is i could um i could totally see that being the case. i could like i said i could see them announcing it within a half hour i could see them just dropping it yeah i could see them like opening a dropbox account (laughs) making it public and just like leaving it there and just waiting for that to somehow get out yeah and like I will. That, it will happen. That's not outside of their wheelhouse. No. And then what do we have? That's no notice.
0: Right. I guess I win. win. I, win. win. I, I win. But here's the
1: thing is like eight days would be enough to get me the win here. That's true. And I feel like I'm not necessarily saying it'll be forever. They're not announcing it now and releasing it in, in August. But we'll see. Um let me ask you this. Do you think this album ends up on Spotify?
0: Oh, I hope so. I hope so I too. Know. I'm gonna buy it regardless Cause I'll it's Radiohead it. Yeah, I'll probably but... buy it on vinyl Which would be cool Yeah I will too But yeah. it, it's just easier To have that on Spotify
1: Do you think this one Comes
0: with a newspaper And like several hundred stickers I think it will come With cool stuff Cause that's just what they do Yeah I think it will Yeah that I think you'll seen... have the option Of a deluxe like purchase yeah. That
1: being said As big a Radiohead fan as I am I have never like Actually read The Universal <laughs> Side newspaper That I got with the vinyl <laughs> right. of, of the Dude K-Lims. it's probably filled With so much like rhetoric from
0: Tom York about just like shit you don't really care about
1: well I might care about it or I just am like kind of intimidated by his aggressive
0: stance on that's, it. that's more what I mean it's like yeah you probably care about some of the same issues about like I might even agree with him oh yeah I probably it's agree just, with him I feel like it is like it's like Tom like this is a little too much right now yeah I maybe I don't want your your full newspaper article length take on like pollution right or whatever, whatever yeah. issue it is. Like I get it, pollution's bad. We're ruining the world. I know this. I've known this. And so,
1: but the thing is, uh, I think that I mean, we have to expect the unexpected with with Radiohead, Sean. And I think that's the other thing. Is like we, they, they, they go left when we think we're going. They zig
0: when we think they're going to zag. Yeah. You can never figure these guys out. And you can't pretend to know what they're no. up to. So y- you never know. Um, but that kind of sums up our over under discussion. These are really fun. I, have be, fun,
1: I hope we don't have more fun doing them than people have fun listening to them. I, but I, yeah, enjoy I them. hope not
0: either. I think they're cool. Give us your feedback. I love the feedback, and we're gonna keep track of these throughout the year too. So, like, when I get a nice run of like four best new musics in a month, I'm gonna be rubbing that in Jake's face. Here's
1: Sean coming in hot with competitiveness. <laughs> yeah, it's See, gonna get real competitive. This is, this is fun, and I think it's gonna end up being not so fun <laughs> by the end of by like pretty soon. I'm going to be screaming in Jake's
0: face about, Did you see that best new music?
1: Did you see that, Jake? And it's like, you know deep down it's nothing either of us control.
0: Oh, and there's no... Then not only do we not control
1: it, there's no reward there are, for winning. Right, there are no stakes. Right. Right, except the deed to my, my mother's house. <laughs> that is which on I, the line. Which I put on the line. That's on the
0: line. Uh, so that is a great transition into something that does have stakes, Jake. Okay, I was going to say, is it a great transition? Not really, because (laughs) that was a stretch at best. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a transition. It's not a great one. Yeah. All right, so what we're going to talk about, uh, now is what's happening in the hip hop world, and do you want to, do you want to kind of intro this
1: and talk about what happened? absolutely. So basically we had, um, a pretty huge last few days, sort of a weekend since Friday, um, in hip hop, uh. We had Kanye West release a new track off his now f- official release date uh, album, Swish, which he also released the title for officially, I think in the same tweet. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he said originally, he was like, it might be called Swish, might change it. It's now called Swish. Don't love the title. I don't either. I like his old title better, which um, is... Uh, God, something with God. So Help Me God. So Help Me God, Really yeah. cool album title. That's a cool rap album title. It is. Swish is not that cool, but... He tweeted out, Swish two eleven twenty sixteen, 2016 so it's coming out February 11th. That's pretty soon. we got a month from tomorrow. Yep. Uh, I'm excited. So that was big news. He also released um, a single, uh, Real Friends, um, which we both really liked. We'll dive in a little bit more with that. There was mm-hmm. also, at the back end of that track, there was 30 seconds of a, a snippet of a track he did with Kendrick Lamar, which is a segue to the other big news of the weekend from rap, which is that Kendrick appeared on Jimmy Fallon and, like, did what I can only describe as just crushing it. Like, an absolutely astounding performance it, of of an Untitled song. Yes. Or is the official title Untitled 2? So, uh,
0: yeah, so the song is called Untitled 2. I don't know what the context of this song is. I don't know if it's going to end up being a single. I don't know if it's going to end up on a future project he's working on. I have no idea what it is. However it was amazing so basically the performance the song everything it, it was like picture like the instrumentation and like the jazz sensibilities of to pimp a butterfly just the
1: funk groove the sort of the smooth funky, vibe going yeah,
0: on just that silk smooth flow that he has um, just rapping a mile a minute about like poverty and like kind of the same themes yeah. that were like on to pimp a butterfly And it was just amazing. And it all culminated into, like, this crescendo of him, like, borderline, like, scream rapping towards the end. And it was just, it was one of those performances where, like, you feel something from it. And you're like, wow, this person is on another level creatively, like, performance-wise. Just everything
1: that they're doing is on another plane. Hendrix reaching i think either an absolute creative peak or i mean i i it's actually almost awe inspiring to think about what his creative peak would be if this is not it i know it would be it would be something like that's not really like human because to release to pimper butterfly this like so like not even a year ago and to have this song out now which feels like a continuation of and growth from to pimper butterfly it almost feels like something that could have been on it and it might have been one of my favorite songs if not my favorite song yep. on it and that was my favorite album of the year by and so and I think it just showcased all the stuff you love about Kendrick. Just meaningful lyrics, smooth production, all his types of flow, like the aggression at the end. You should listen to this song. Go on. It's six minutes, but you owe it to yourself mm-hmm. to listen to this. Like, look up Kendrick Fallon. It's the top thing trending anywhere. Or it was. Mm-hmm. It, but you'll find it. It's the first thing you'll find on Google. And the song it's incredible. And you, it really showcases Kendrick's... Um, the scope of his talent and the variety of ways he can rap and perform and just it it portrays him he just is this artist that you just really can see it two things
0: one and and this is uh (laughs) this is something i do all the time is i say two things one (laughs) and then i dive into it is that the first thing of the two things no no okay it's not one pitchfork named this a best new track which almost never happens with just a live performance of something usually they wait for like a, a studio cut of something to give it a best new track they gave it to this which just goes to show it's how really great interesting it was. yeah the second thing is this is an interesting question do we see this song again anywhere do we see this as a single do we see this
1: on a future album that's what, what that's what i was wondering because i mean in advance of to pimp a butterfly kendrick appeared on snl i think it was snl And he did this song that, like, I thought was awesome. I don't know if you watched that video. I don't think I saw it. It was seriously awesome. It wasn't as good as this song, but it was, like, really, really good, and it had the vibe and feel of what he ended up doing with, like, King Kunta and songs like that. It had a similar vibe to that with, like, these whacked-out female backup uh, backup vocalists in the background and him, like, it's kind of a call-and-response funk rap. Wow we never saw that song again i don't even know what it, i don't even know what it's called i didn't yeah. even know you would search it except kendrick snl hmm. but it's, it's really good so it leads me to wondering does this untitled song is this the only time he ever performs it and is this something he's now doing is he setting a trend where like that you do like you do this song once and it's an organic artistic expression and that's all you need It's just one time out yeah maybe that's a like that's it, it, like you said like it's getting all kinds of play from critics all kinds of play from music writers. It just adds to his legend. And you can like, still listen to it. Yeah. Maybe he releases it live. Because I can't even emphasize enough how good this sounded live. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. The instrumentation was so
0: tight. And, like,
1: and his, his... This backup band is insanely good. Yeah. It sounded like they practiced for months. Yeah. They were so tight. And Kendrick had everything down. There's probably a thousand words to this song. I, it's insane. Uh, the lyrics, the dense, like rhymes that he's doing like i don't know how he remembered all these words he's on like another plane and and i compare it to uh, this is a a, an analogy to the beatles because like i feel like kendrick's doing something where he's like i said reaching a creative peak where with so if you look back to the beatles who who we talked about a lot on the last podcast and i think i may have mentioned this like look at uh sergeant pepper which is considered one of their best albums within that same year they released penny lane and strawberry fields forever as singles like, this is this one of those runs where an artist just, like, releases their what is arguably their best album, their best artistic statement, and then it's coming out with songs that are arguably would have been the best song on yeah. that album? It, this seems similar it to It could me. be,
0: and yeah, that'd be amazing
1: if it was. I mean, I hope to hear more from this. I hope so, too. I and re- and yeah. do you think this means new Kendrick soon? I don't at all. I, I don't think so, no. I no. think, like, Kendrick's just this guy who, like, he was like, okay, what platform can I use to get this out?
0: Yeah. Like, how can I just express this? I don't think it means a new Kendrick album. Maybe
1: we have like an EP coming or something. I don't, who would be knows? Awesome. Who knows? I just would like to have this song released as a single. I would too. Because like I said, it was I've, I've seen it online and described as like a, a little suite. It was like this mini song with several sections. You're right. Where yeah. Kendrick showcased some of his smoother flow, some you, of his more jumpy sort of. You,
0: you have, and, and I think you can break it up into three parts. It's like the blue faces part. Right. He, right yeah. And then where he has like the refrain of like blue faces. Yeah. You have the Cape Town part. Cape Town part. And then Cape it's, town. it's the last part where he's like just going in hard. Screaming. Yeah.
1: And then he's doing that stuff with the vocals where he's like popping in and out of his wine voice. Yes. Kendrick is is he, I, he's not like basically the whole takeaway from this is that he's on another level. He, he's killing it. He is, and uh I, I just, again, I continue to be in awe of like the stuff he's doing. So we'll
0: circle back, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. I want to dive into this new Kanye song. Right. Specifically, Real Friends. I think No no More Parties in L.A., which is that little snippet at the end, is yeah. cool, and it's nice to see Kendrick um, yeah. collaborating
1: with Kanye. And it's a good, it's potentially a promising thing for like what what else is on that album right. i hope there's an extended collab right collab oration in case no one out there is hip enough to know what a collab <laughs> is uh with with kendrick i think that'd be really cool
0: i agree uh, i think what we really should talk about is the the the, the single proper real yep. friends yeah so let me start out by saying this beat that kanye is dropping here is really really nice yeah it's reminiscent of of an older kanye sound i think which around that late registration graduation era where you know what actually reminded me of is um not homecoming but uh big brother that song oh yeah with that piano yeah it kind of reminds me of that
1: well it has a nice some nice sort of slow dark but it's not i don't think it's live instrumentation i think it's sampled yeah but it has a it has just a really nice sound to it. It does. And it, it has, it, there's some good, like, ambience going
0: on there. Yeah, there was some nice ambience. So then he goes in and he, he's rapping about, like, this is actually as personal of a rap that we've seen Kanye do in a number of years, actually. He's he's talking about, like, some experiences with, quote-unquote, real friends and, like, right. some ways that he's gotten burnt or some ways that, like, you know, maybe he shouldn't have trusted people it feels like he's pulling the curtain back a little bit on the life of, of, of Kanye West right now. Yeah. Which is not really anything we got with Yeezus or even Twisted Fantasy that much. So, like, um, like he's mentioning, like, his his kids. He's like, I already got mm-hmm. I already got a kid, another junior on the way or like yeah. something like that. So, it just feels a little bit more personal in the vein of a, what was it, Roses
1: from Late Registration? Yeah. Like, towards the end of that. Roses. It feels like that. Or maybe even, like, we got a... a you may have said this, but, like, what we got a kind of a little taste of unbound Bound 2. Yeah, we, like, right. finally went a little familiar, a little... Exactly, back, yeah. Back back to home. I mean, I'd love if we got a little more of that from Kanye. I would, too. Because if there's one legitimate criticism that even I have of Yeezus is that it does feel too removed. Yeah. It feels so just about him and his fame and his stature socially. Right. I, like, again, I really enjoyed this song. And like you said, like, there, there's some personal stuff on here. I, I think it's
0: important for Kanye to keep himself grounded with that personal yeah. talk because uh, people actually really like that and they love this classic sounding uh, uh production yeah. to it as well because i i was just looking at uh this was trending on twitter obviously because anytime a kanye song comes out it's yeah. gonna be huge so i just clicked on that hashtag and like people were like love to hear the new the old kanye's back and people are like old yay Ye, like yeah. Pray, praise hands yeah. emoji like <laughs> so people were were loving the old kanye sound while I do love him pushing the envelope of what hip hop is and what the sound of hip hop is with Jesus, right. with that more industrial sound, it's cool for him to throw it back to like maybe more soulful, um, older
1: sound as well. I agree. And going back to the lyrics, like which I, I just looked up, I'm looking through them right now because I don't know that I'd f- fully like internalized them yep. yet. Um, it's interesting to see the way Kanye sort of oscillates between, like he thinks he's God himself, and he or like and he's be, or he's being open about some self-consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like in this in this song he says I'm I'm a deadbeat cousin, I hate family reunions. That's one of the lyrics mm-hmm. in here. Like you're clearly not Kanye. Like clearly you're very successful. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Like this song is like it's more honest and sort of I don't know, it just feels more grounded and and personal and I, I mean I really like that take. And again, I think old old Kanye, new Kanye is is less important to me if I I just think that the production on here is really good. Not right. to, and it's not a judgment statement on the production on Yeezus or the production on anything he's done, but the beat on here is undeniable. Oh it, yeah, it's just it's just really catchy. It has a nice smooth sort of it get kind of a dark vibe. Yeah, a um, little bit of a retro vibe there, and you know, it just makes me the release of this single has me just even more confused with what Kanye's up to because I, mean, I, I and like I, do you think he's he's like throwing us off the scent with all this? I shit? I think he is. Okay. And I wanted to talk about this with
0: the... Let's take a look at what we've heard yeah, from time. Let's, yeah, let's do the list. So last year, only one with Paul McCartney comes out. It's kind of this auto-tune, just like... Ballad. About ballad, his daughter. Which, okay, fine. The next song that we hear is Around the Same Time, All Day, which, which is, is a, just a banger. A
1: Watch the Thrones... It's a Watch the Thrones... Uh, banger. It's like... Yeah, it's yep. like... It's like a... Boast song in every sense of the word, and it's like it it, it harkens back to like the sound and attitude of like Watch the Throne and maybe Yeezus. Then, around the same time, this was
0: like when SNL 40 was, and he was on around the same time as uh, he had one of his Yeezy season, uh, like fashion shows. He released Wolves featuring Vic Mensa and Sia. Wolves is the best song that I've heard of. any of these so See, far. See, I don't
1: think I've actually heard the whole thing.
0: Oh, okay. You you owe, everybody you owe it to yourself to listen to this. Just mm-hmm. just Google uh Kanye West Wolf SoundCloud. There's so it hasn't actually been released in full. There was a portion of it that was on SNL forty. There was a portion of it that was on the Yeezy Season fashion show. This SoundCloud basically takes those two, puts it together. It's like a five and a half minute song probably. Oh,
1: okay. I gotta listen to that. it is
0: the best thing I've heard by him from this. It is a mixture of the sound that is on Yeezus with that, like, kind of industrial yeah, the sound. Yeah, grinding sort of metal. But also this, like, more beautiful, like, melodic type of sound, yeah. which is a little bit more reminiscent of the sound we're hearing on Real Friends.
1: And so, so right. we got Wolves. Yeah, we got That's wolves. The third one.
0: Yeah, and, and then after that, recently uh, on what was it, New Year's Eve, we facts. had we had facts which come is out,
1: also not lovable, not which
0: really gr- is maybe the low point.
1: Yeah, it didn't seem great, and then that had us sort of... Switch. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, we've gone high and low with these Kanye singles, and now we have uh, Real Friends, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And we got that snippet of No Parties in L.A. Which sounded good. Which also sounded really cool, featured what sounded like a cool verse from Kendrick on there. I love the production on it. Seemed like another... So, I don't know where he's going. I don't know either. I don't know what this album is going to be And it's going to be interesting. Because not only... Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but not only have there been many songs good, sort of, like that we thought have been good or bad, the sounds have been all over They're, the place. Oh, yeah. We got like the like you said, we got like the sort of like piano ballad. We got still some stuff going back to the industrial Yeezus sound. We got all day, which sounds just like a party song. Mm-hmm. Then we got Sort of retro Kanye, as people are calling it, with real friends. And then we have Facts, which is like kind of a Drake ripoff slash homage. Yeah,
0: Slash yeah. beef song. And then we have Wolves, which is maybe like a mixture of all of these in some
1: way. So I think the interesting thing here is like, is Kanye intentionally throwing us off the scent? I don't know. But it's if he is, it's working. Because I have no idea what to expect. Absolutely working. So what I was going to
0: say was, it if we're looking at all of these songs, what are the ones that you actually want on the album because I think there's the, you I feel like you don't want only one and a uh, fax on the
1: album no I want I wouldn't mind all day being on there I would like although All although at this point all day is uh, it's, like, it's like the outlier old. no at this point, oh, it's yeah. like at this point it's like it's just well known it's it wouldn't even be refreshing to have it on there I think it's gonna end up on there though so we got all day which I'm fine with being on there yeah we got real friends which I think is definitely on there and and so no parties in la obviously will end up yeah. on there too but um yeah, I don't want facts. I no. I don't like facts. Facts really. isn't that good. And he's got to know that too, right? I I really don't know. I really don't know. And that would be genius if he's like, "Oh, let's throw all my fans off the scent of what I'm yeah. up to with this kind of deceiving sound." Like yeah. like it's it was I think polarizing. And it like I don't even really know where he's totally coming from with I don't it. Either. It's it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this. But hey, we got we got new Kanye. In a month's time, we do. Which we'll I'm very we'll have about, all the
0: answers in a, in a month, which
1: I'm excited for. We'll do at that time. I think we should do our, a whole Kanye pod. We will new album. We will break it down. We will and, we'll break um, it down.
0: So I think the logical next step here is Kendrick and Kanye are the, probably the two most interesting people in hip hop right now.
1: It depends where you throw Drake in the mix.
0: Uh, and Drake, and Drake, but in. For for this conversation, they both came out with Yeah.
1: They were they were the biggest, biggest stories weekend.
0: So, of course we're gonna compare these two. So yeah. I wanna know from you, Jake, what song you liked better. What which song's better right now? So and
1: I think another point is that it's convenient that Kendrick is featured on one of these songs too as another tie in right. for yep. these two artists. That's right. Uh I mean sort of hands down my favorite song from the weekend was, was the Kendrick performance on SNL yeah. untitled too whether that's the name or if it's literally untitled doesn't matter the, seriously 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 check this song out if you even like Kendrick a little bit or if you appreciate rap at all listen to what Kendrick's doing on this song google it right now pause the podcast I'll wait Yep. I'll wait right <laughs> now just don't say anything for a minute <laughs> we'll wait for six I minutes I guess we don't have to literally wait <laughs> right? but you just pause it <laughs> we'll wait a second we won't do anything interesting and you're gonna listen to this song because it's awesome I, it's my favorite I think what he's I mean I, I would love to hear this in some recorded produced version somewhere in the future I'm 100% with you
0: this is the better of the two Yeah. and that's not putting down this Kanye song at all because no because Real Friends is great Real Friends is great also got best new track from Pitchfork that's
1: right so getting some love
0: the the Kendrick song is is just better and we listened to both right before we started recording. Just so we could be fresh on just, it. And we listened to Real Friends, we're like, wow, that was really good. We listened to Untitled Two right after and we were like, Oh my god.
1: Kind of without words. Yeah. yeah like it of, was just It was a similar reaction to when we first heard King Kunta. Yeah. Which we also heard for the first That's time right. together. That's right. And after we first heard it we were like just sort of like we looked at each other
0: and we like we like kind of like
1: laughed and like shook our heads. Yeah, it's sort of just all you can really say is wow. Yeah, like he's like he's still doing it. He's still yes. upping the ante, and really he tr- he truly is on that song. He's like he's taking the sound and themes and everything from "To Pimp a Butterfly," and he's just he continually is raising his game. Uh, so we're both in agreement. Which shouldn't be possible. No, it shouldn't. It be. shouldn't be possible shouldn't. for a human to succeed. <laughs> Like, like, it's it's like if Michael Jordan reached his peak and then just had another better year and then just had another enough, better, better year. Yeah. Year after year after yeah. year.
0: It's it's kind of what we're seeing with Steph Curry right now. Like, it, he had that insane year last year. Right. And he comes back and he's, wins the he's finals, doing it even better. And he's doing it on a level that
1: seems fake.
0: Right. It's, it's, like, for, a, it's like a video game.
1: With Curry, for sure. And yeah, right. I think with Kendrick, too, because yeah. people thought... Oh, good kid, Mad City, modern classic rap album. How's he gonna up? How's he gonna beat this? And he did with To Pimp a Butterfly. Whether I don't know which one you'd rather listen to, but I think, I mean, in my opinion, To Pimp a Butterfly is a better album, just overall. And then he's up in the ante again with this song, right? Like what he's all over. He's just like, he continually steps his game up.
0: It's exciting. So we're both in agreement that that's the better song. Now I think this dives into a new conversation about how. Kendrick's themes and style of, of rapping differs from Kanye West. So Kanye is I don't want to say, I don't want to pigeonhole him in, into the, like this theme of like luxury rap or like boast rap or things like that, but it seems to me that his themes are more insular yeah, yeah. than uh, like
1: it's not really as 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 broadly socially focused.
0: Exactly. So what I'm trying to say here is Kendrick's music is a catalyst for social change. Yeah.
1: Where Kanye isn't. Not necessarily. And I think the interesting thing about Kanye is you look at some of his early like look at Late Registration for example, he's saying a lot of stuff on that album that has to do with the bl- the plight of uh, black black people in in the US. I think but but with Kanye the focus, I think, has always been more personal. That's not to say that what Kendrick does isn't personal, because he definitely does get personal, and he's not above boasting either. No, at the end of the song, right. Kendrick's going off about how he's the one. He's he's like, and but Kendrick knows it. But the thing is with Kanye is like, I think his music has always been a little bit more focused on his experience, on his life. I mean, there are things he says that are that have to do with again larger social themes. Generally speaking, the themes of Kanye's music, in in my opinion. Are sort of more about him, and we've seen that with these songs, with Absolutely. even with real friends, you know, yeah. with uh, with only one, you know, about his daughter. Mm-hmm. He, he a lot of the stuff he raps about is like his his views on family, mm-hmm. on faith, mm-hmm. on and it, we look at like his first few albums. A lot of it was about, you know, th- like those themes. Yeah, uh,
0: family business. That song right. on uh, College Dropout, and. It's not to say that Kendrick isn't speaking from a, a, a personal viewpoint either. No, because he definitely is. He's lived a lot of this stuff. For example, on Good Kid, Mad City, that's about him growing up in Compton yeah. and seeing all these things. However, what Kendrick is able to do is frame it in a way that is... It tells the story of, you know, black people in America in general. He's yeah. the voice for a voiceless people.
1: What Kendrick does is he's able to use his own his personal experience... And he makes it almost literary. It, that's what's so great about what he does in his music. That's what's great about his work is that, like like great literature, it's about like a person's experience or like a family's experience, but it speaks volumes without trying really, really hard about the overall experience. Exactly. And I think Kanye has moments of doing that. I don't have examples. I think there are times where Kanye has done it, but I think overall Kanye is a little bit more fun, a little more humor. And 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 just more personal. And there's listen, there's there's space for that. There's, oh, there's room for both. He gets more into, I think, relationships in his music. Yeah. He he's funnier. Yeah. Straight up funnier yeah. than, than Kendrick is. Kendrick's rarely a huge. I think that's a big deal. It is.
0: It's important. And sometimes I would rather be listening to Kanye. I think in general, you looking at body of work, I think I like Kanye better. And I like.
1: Oh, overall, but yeah. Like we got we got some time for. Kendrick. Oh, we do. And, we got time and for this, him to catch up. And
0: this is my next question. Our next point is. It really, really feels like now more than ever, Kendrick has either had the past torch the the torch passed to him, yeah, or he's just taken it from Kanye as the number one most important best rapper on the planet yeah. title.
1: Well, and the thing is is then you also have Drake in there mixing it up, making things making things weird, making it's That's like right. so it, cause then you have that dichotomy of Kendrick is Undoubtedly, like has more to say and is more important. More important, but right. but but what's more important? Someone who's being heard by in with one song, 287 million listens. I mean, like, is that more important, or is what Kendrick has to say about society more important? But I th- I think to use your example of taking the torch from Kanye, I think he totally has. I mean, the stuff Kendrick's been doing is like I said, he's continually upping his game and and just using his platform. To say interesting things, and and the greatest thing about him is he does not shortchange the musicality of it. The music is just there, and he's doing it with these... Like, he has a style that's so his own at this point. Oh, yeah. It's this fusion of jazz and funk and and just modern and old school rap. We've talked about this before, but Kendrick has really carved out his own sound, and that's important, too, because it's not just the stuff he's saying, it's not just what he's talking about. I mean, you could listen to anyone get up on a podium and say these things. But he does it in such an artful, interesting, and just musically appealing way. He does. And so, who...
0: If you were to pick, who's who's the more important person in music, hip-hop, rap, in 2016? culture right now?
1: That's a really interesting question. Because
0: if you, you need to take into account the culture. Kanye lives in a different cultural universe than someone like Kendrick Lamar does. Kanye is a larger-than-life persona Kanye, that I don't think Kendrick has reached yet no
1: because Kanye West is a celebrity correct and Kendrick is famous but I don't know that I'd put him in in that like celebrity right like you're not gonna see Kendrick news on like e-news or right. extra you'll see stuff about and I think that Kanye getting with K- Kim and the Kardashian clan has yep. only like amplified his celebrity status very true and that's something he embraces Kanye wants to be both famous and a celebrity I think I mean, and, I think he... But he wants to lash out at it at the same and, time. And an artist. Exactly. Like, he wants to be...
0: So... And that's the funny way. That's that's the world that, uh, that Kanye lives in. And that I think what he struggles with is... He wants to be looked at as an artistic genius. He wants to be looked at as a celebrity. He wants to just be famous for all these different things. And sometimes those rail against each other. Yeah,
1: they totally are clashing images and messages.
0: And it ends up... He, I think he struggles with this and what he really wants or is looking for and things don't always go his way with yeah. how that's happening
1: so so my to, my answer to the question to which one of them is more important right now in, in rap music in general and music in general and I think it's tough but I think it's Kendrick I think it's Kendrick by a hair and I think like you said it is sort of a, a torch passing because I don't know I think regardless of what so we, we got a Kendrick album last year. It's by any stretch a classic. By any standard. And we'll see how Kanye responds this year. It would be really, really hard to respond with an album that I think is better or that I think is more important. Right. And I would love it. I, hey I'd love it if this became like a Beatles Beach Boys competitive thing right. where like they just keep Oh, now we get now we get Kendrick's revolver. Oh, here's Kanye's pet sounds. Yep. I'd be all in on so that. So in this case, Kendrick's the Beatles, Kanye is Beach Boys? I don't know. I didn't really think about. It. I just threw out album titles. I okay. don't. I think if anything, I don't really know how you do that. I don't know either. I don't know how I you do know. that. I don't know either. I, it would be an interesting thing if there's if there are parallels there. Shh, holler at us, yeah. Listeners. Let us know.
0: Um, so yeah, I don't. Kn- I don't know that any Kanye album can be as important as "To Pimple Butterfly," with the exception of like "Twisted Fantasy."
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's not even just as important, it's as good to... Or as good. Like, uh, it's not going to happen. I I agree, and I think that... I think, like, Kendrick has... I think in this case, Kanye's celebrity works against him a little bit. Yeah, Because Kendrick right now is the consummate artist, but he's also... And he's popular for it. He's popular for what he's doing, as opposed to, like, he's not famous for other shit. He's famous for exactly what he's doing, and I what he f- wants to
0: do. I... I feel like Kendrick Lamar is the rapper's rapper in the same way that Louis C.K. is the comedian's comedian. Yeah. Where people just respect the artistry more than, like, anything.
1: And, And, like, by that same token, like, as popular as both those people are, you look at Louis, you look at Kendrick, those are both... I mean, Kendrick is one of the most successful rappers in the world. Louis is one of the most successful comedians in the world. They're not, like... Niche, like no. it's not just like the, this. Like maybe a few people are into. <laughs> no, one, they're huge. But they have, they sound like they could be that. Exactly. Because their craft is so is so great. Exactly. And they're it's so interesting. It does, and they've like transcended the genre almost. with exactly. like, what they're doing. Exactly. So I agree, and I think, I mean, for me, it's I think Kendrick's doing better, more important stuff. That being said, Kanye has never shied away from a challenge ever. That's right. I mean, I remember in two thousand ten when. Kanye and 50 Cent were releasing dude, albums at the same that time. That was, uh, no, that was, that was like 2000. Oh, that was graduation seven. That was for graduation. That's for graduation. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Dude, Kanye blew him out of the water. That's exactly. 50 Cent it. was releasing Curtis. Yeah. And Kanye West was re- releasing Graduation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, well, dude, they were on the same out, they were on oh the same God. cover of Rolling Stone together, like face to face. It looked like one of those. Like where the helmets on the NFL commercials smash together, or or like a weigh-in between before a prize fight, right? And and like so, there have been many times in Kanye's career, people like, oh, what's Kanye up to? Is he up to the challenge anymore? Is he still? I mean, Kanye is a dude who we can't rule out. He is legitimately one of the great musical talents of our time. Like him or not, like like his whole shtick, like his personality or not, you can't you can't like you can't discount him. him. You can't can't rob and you can't rob him of how how great. No, you can't because
0: he's never. He, he like we said I think last week or the week before he's batting a thousand like he's
1: like, yeah he's never had a bad album right. dip, I mean I, even if you don't like Yeezus well I was gonna say 808s is probably the even if you don't like before. either but, of those yeah I think more people like
0: 808s than than like Yeezus which I think is absurd but that's an argument for a different podcast basically I think we can kind of sum this up by both are very very important I think Kendrick has taken that torch or that that title of yeah maybe best rapper alive or, or best
1: artist right one of them so and i think it's interesting that we keep drawing comparisons to the beatles and to like the beach boys and to that rivalry i think what it comes down to is is and it might seem like comparing apples to oranges because we're comparing rappers to, to bands but i really think even though we love indie rock and we love rock as a genre it might be probably is my favorite the yeah. one i relate the most to Strictly right. speaking, because right. we're I think white people from New Hampshire. Right. I mean, but I think it'd be hard to deny that rap is is the most it's the most important form going I, I, right I now. I think it and is. These are the most I, I think, think socially is. important artists. They are,
0: and, and if you can't acknowledge that right now, I think you're just being a little bit ignorant. Because and I we talked about this I think two or three episodes ago, when you look at that end of the year Pitchfork list what was a majority of the music on there it like was rap, it was rap hip hop r&b those genres what was underrepresented it was the indie, indie rock, rock of the world yep. just because they're not doing as important things right. not to say it's not good it's just not on the same level as what these two artists are doing
1: i agree and so i think that like the comp- what i'd love to see is look at the com- uh the competition that drove the beach boys and the beatles to be better throughout the 60s and how and then consequently inspired the who and the rolling stones and we just get great that's how a lot of great music is born cuz like you don't get to this this platform in music you don't become one of the most recognized names in music without having a competitive streak no. and without having an itch to succeed and to and to one up people so here's what i'd love is for a kanye kendrick drake just unspoken competitive uh- because we're going to get the best out Cause of Because we benefit. We, we benefit. benefit. We're we the ones who reap the rewards. Yep. And I, I think that's what we're going to get. It's I think that's what we've been getting.
0: Agreed. And it's the same if you're a professional athlete. You do not get to that highest level without having a killer instinct and just being... Right. Having a thirst for just being
1: the best at all times. Right. And you, at the same time, you need peers who are doing it maybe even to better you. than you are to yeah. push you to, to get, push get better. You. Absolutely. And I think that is what we're seeing with, with these artists. And... Um, I'm just excited for what, what this is going to mean for these artists in the next few years. Because, like, again, we know Kanye is coming out with an album this year. What is Kendrick up to? What, what does this right. song mean? Right. Maybe he, like you said, maybe he releases an EP. That would be crazy. Maybe he does. Maybe he just releases a single. Yeah. Or he keeps doing these performances. Yeah. Like, and you just got to catch them live. Right.
0: Right. That'd be cool, too. That would be amazing. Uh, only so, time will tell with these guys. You're right. Uh, I think that's probably a good place to wrap up uh, yeah. this episode. So. Uh, Ken, uh, Kanye West, Swish coming out February eleventh, two thousand sixteen. Like Jake said, we're gonna have a whole recap pod to break that album down and what it means. And I'm sure we'll get more talk about. Yeah. you know, maybe he took that title back from Kendrick after this album. I
1: doubt it, but maybe he to knocked down a Michael Jordan bottom of the net swish. Yep, like against the Jazz. Yep, in the finals. You never know. We'll see. Maybe the album titled is is apt. Maybe it will be. We'll see. Maybe it will. Uh, So so until next time. See you guys. Peace. doesn't bother me either like i think that's actually the first thing you said once i hit record <laughs> <laughs> pretty well fun. whatever I, it's fine maybe we should dive into that a little bit <laughs> maybe we should the culture
0: of nose picking i think it's fine i think that seinfeld episode like made it overblown you do yeah i i
1: mean sometimes you need to you have to i don't know how you can't I feel like what people think is acceptable is, like, you take a tissue and, like, TP it up in your no. nose. No. Stick your fucking finger
0: up there. It's really not that big of a deal. It's I, normal. I agree. But who gives a fuck? It doesn't bother me. Hey, man. Are we preach- recording? We are. And okay, you're preaching right. to the choir. Okay. Maybe maybe this branches off into a, a, a nose pick pod.
1: I think we need to expand our brand to a new podcast about, so about nose picking. That'll be the second one. All right. Are we ready? I'm ready. All right. Three.